There he is. There you are. It's a brand new Village Vice. It's a brand new week. Thanks for being with us. He's Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. We are here. Jeremy here. Garrett is on his way to Jacksonville, Florida to coach in the uh, NFL. One of a couple, uh, like Liam Cohen, left Kentucky to go be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. We talked less than two weeks ago, and more people have talked about it, Zach. Um, some are choosing to just go coach ball. And so kind of inevitable, maybe, that uh, that this was going to happen eventually. Yeah, Harbaugh leaving Michigan after winning a national championship to go coach the Chargers. Halfley, who was doing a good job at Boston College, choosing to, to be the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. This is going to be a trend. This is going to be a trend, and I think the quality of coach in the NFL is going to continue to trend upward. While, you know, in the past, you could get paid more to stay in the college ranks, but I just don't think it's worth it to a lot of these coaches anymore because there's so many other aspects that go along with coaching it. We all agree on that. I don't think that's yeah. controversial at all. Jeremy Garrett leaving is the worst thing that happened to Auburn football this offseason. I mean, it's been a pretty good offseason. But Jeremy Garrett leaving, I, I think it's a big deal. I think he yeah. was a rising star in these ranks. I think Hugh Freeze kind of had a diamond in the rough when he convinced him to follow him from Liberty to Auburn. And I don't think Auburn's defensive line was great, but I don't think the upside in the room was great either. In fact, I think at times they kind of leaned over their skis a little bit and overachieved. I think Jeremy Garrett was a big part of that, Brad. So I think losing Jeremy Garrett's a, I think it's a big deal. And I think this is going to be a very, very important hire to see which direction Hugh Freeze goes with us. I don't think this will shock you when I say, I, I don't know that it's a big deal yet. Let's wait and see what happens. It's not finished. The story's not finished yet. Mm -hmm. uh, because, sure. and this is, let me, let me go back to, Jeremy actually has some NFL coaching experience. And so it's not like he's looked around and said, I got to get out of here. This is not, this college coaching isn't for me. He actually had some NFL coaching experience that he could have to compare it. And he just said, yep, yeah, I like that better. That's what I'm going to go for. And, and mm -hmm. there we go. Sure. Um, I, I think there are a lot of bright days ahead for Auburn's defensive line. There was a lot of reasons to continue to coach this group. But if you have one experience and you have another and you can choose between the two, um, you, you make that informed choice. Now, with that said, um, you know, Marcus Harris, I thought, showed tremendous improvement this year. Did you think sure. the defensive line um, was better, not as good, or about what you expected in 2023? Like a They were better. Water? They were better, but I expected them to be bad. I mean, I expected that to be a major weakness of this team, and it wasn't a major mm -hmm. weakness of this team. So that's why, that's why I made the comment. Like, I think at times – they did lean out over their skis a little bit. Yeah. And there were times when Auburn couldn't stop the run in 2023. And so, you know, that's that's probably going to be a trend in 2024 as well. Um, any manager worth his salt, any leader in a job, you have regular meetings with your people from time to time. And this is kind of a sharp transition to the next thought, but that there we go. Um, Got it. You have meetings with your people from time to time, and you go, what are your aspirations? What are you trying to do? I promise you, head football coaches aren't aren't just talking to their staff about game plan and next recruit from time to time, if mm -hmm. they're worth anything. They're talking to their guys. What are your aspirations? What are you hoping to do? What's the next step for your career, for your family, for you as an individual? Sure. Um, and the reason I say this is not complete yet is, is trying to take a, a logical, real-world view of the situation 
coaches leave. There's greater turnover in the assistant coaching ranks. I, I mean, I, I don't know another profession where you have as much turnover, especially yeah. now in college football. So head coaches not only see these types of moves coming, know their possibilities, but again, any coach with any experience and smarts, you've got a short list. You've already had conversations with other people outside of your organization. And it would not surprise me if there's somebody else. Maybe we haven't heard of this person. We hadn't heard of Jeremy Garrett two years ago. Right. So maybe there's somebody else out there that, in fact, I have a high degree of confidence that the Auburn head coach has a short list and may have already had conversations. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the program's falling apart because you lose Jeremy Garrett, but I, I do think this is probably the biggest hurdle that you've had to deal with this offseason. I, I don't think that's anything crazy to say. I know you kind of scoffed when I said it, but Auburn's had a good offseason, Brad. Yeah. They've had a good offseason. This is the first big one where it's like, ah, th this this could be tricky. I, I, I think this is a bigger deal than losing Ron Roberts or or losing Philip Montgomery, or losing Zach, or losing Caddy. I, I think yeah. Jeremy Garrett's a really, really good coach. That's what the NFL wanted him. And, like, I, I don't think it's crazy for me to say that. And, look, I you, agree. Like, I agree with that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, good. But, yeah. you know, we heard rumblings of this about a week and a half ago, so you got to assume Hugh Freeze heard it before that, right? Yeah. Or if not, dang close to it. But, look, the positive part of this is I think now it gives, okay, DJ Durkin, which was the last piece of this coaching staff puzzle, we thought, until you know a puzzle came loose, and that was Jeremy Garrett. Mm -hmm. Now a, a defense, the guy who's over your defense, gets to have some say in, in one of his guys, which I, I do think is important. You, know, you talk about culture, you talk about vision, you talk about communication. This is going to help DJ Durkin solidify that, especially on the defensive front, and that's, where he's got some experience coaching. He did a lot of coaching at linebacker as well, but this is a guy who knows defensive line play pretty well too, just looking at his track record. Mm -hmm. And and also just the kind of guys that he was able to coach up at Texas A&M. You and I kind of speculated about what does Texas A&M's defense do well over the past few years. Well, you look at guys like Walter Nolan. I mean, they, they had really good defensive linemen, and that was a huge part of the mismatch up front between Auburn and Texas A&M this past season. So... Does he go out and get a guy that has the same kind of ideology as him? You'd have to think so. You'd have to think both he and Charles Kelly will be in a lot of conversations with Hugh Freeze. And I think these are three football minds that you've got to respect. And so the fact that if whoever they hire, you got to assume that all three of them are going to agree on a guy. That's probably a good thing. That's probably yeah. a good thing for sure. But still, like, if I had to take Jeremy Garrett or mystery next coach, yeah. I'm still taking Jeremy Garrett. That's fair, yeah. And that's a testament to the job that that he did in this this past offseason. And, you know, he was one of those original hires. He was the guy that Hugh Freeze brought from yeah. Liberty to the staff. And probably, even though, and I, I don't think this is contradicting my, my first set of statements, even if you know a move is coming and even if you have a short list and you have a coaching network and, and all of those things, it's probably the one with the least amount of lead time, which compared to the other challenges probably does make it the greatest challenge. And it's also the shortest amount of lead time before spring practice. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's also a key. Spring practice isn't fall practice, but it's still a pretty important time. And so right. that does make it a, a touch more challenging. We'll see net gain, net loss. 
let's see. Again, I, I go back to, and this isn't to disrespect Jeremy in any way, but you didn't know the name Jeremy Garrett 18 months ago. Right. I didn't know the name Jeremy Garrett 18 months ago. Nobody here knew what kind of defensive line coach he was going to be here. He had a great reputation and, and all that, and nobody really expected it not to go well. I'm just saying we didn't know for sure. So, you know, the, the yep. story is unfinished at this point. Yep. Can't wait to see who they get. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Happy Super Bowl week, Brad. Yeah. I haven't said that to you yet. Happy no. Super Bowl week to you, Brad, and to you, every villager out there. Do you think Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs will get it done in Super Bowl 58? 58? Is that right? 59? I think it's 58. Is it 58? Not positive. All I'm right. not confident in that. If you could look that up, that'd be great. Sure. Doesn't matter what number it is. My bookie. Yep, 58. Mybookie.ag yep. has you covered. Uh, if you believe in Brock Purdy and um, the San Francisco 49ers, be sure to check that out. The Niners were complaining about the stiffness of UCLA's field earlier today. So if that impacts your decision as far as how they're able to prepare for the Super Bowl, Hey, head over to mybookie.ag and put some money on the action. And when you do make that first deposit into your MyBookie account, use promo code NEXTROUND. You'll get some extra money to play with to make sure you're even more prepared and more ready to cash in on Super Bowl 58. Brad, the state of the defensive line, regardless of who is the head coach, it, it's going to be young. It's a young group. It's a talented group. But... How quickly can these true freshmen come in and make an impact? Because they didn't get as many guys via the portal as I was expecting them to, as a lot of people were expecting them to. Yeah. They did add Trill Carter from Texas. They added Gage Keys from Kansas. And outside of that, I expected them to try to get a defensive end. I expected yeah. them to try to get a pass rusher. They may have tried, but it doesn't matter. These are the two guys that they got, and they may be active a little bit more in the post-spring portal but you've got to think whoever is the next defensive line coach their focus is going to be on Amaris Williams can he mm -hmm. play day one can they get his body right and his technique right day one same with TJ Lindsay and same with Malik Blockton I think the expectation is all three of these guys will have to play and play early in their Auburn careers for this defensive line to be what it could be potentially in 2024 you want to do a little um, a little projecting here? Maybe let's use the same, and and we'll see if DJ Durkin wants to use the same you know type of of defense. But you want to kind okay. of a base three man front projection? Yeah, with the Jack being the fourth guy, yeah, or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, sure. right. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. All right. So you're looking at a defensive end, a nose, and a D tackle. Let's start at D tackle. Is I mean, is is Jason Jones? Is it Zykevius Walker? Is it Trill or Gage, like that. Are, those are probably the four for those two middle or interior positions. Right? I think so. Yeah, I would think that Jason is going to start at nose, mm -hmm. and so that makes me think Trill Carter would be the starting defensive tackle of that three technique. Okay, so he could be like a backup nose or the the starting D tackle there. It's he and and Zykevius Walker. Walker's been here. He's a veteran. He's he's been around a long time. Can he can he make that step? forward in the spring yeah and is he is he better than gauge keys right now mm -hmm. and to me i think that's going to be an underrated battle 
but I would almost prefer to give TJ Lindsay the reps over both of those guys, Brad. Yeah. You think TJ Lindsay is, is more of an interior guy. You don't put him at a, at an outside spot and an edge. Just talking to folks. I, I think they're like really monitoring what his body turns into. I mean, yeah. how much weight can they put on him? But I do think he'll be a three technique or a defensive yeah. end, similar to how they use Marcus Harris over the past few years. I think Malik Blockton is the same. I think Amaris Williams is going to be a defensive end. I was going to go with Malik Blockton next too. And how far, mm-hmm. you know, what does he, what do you ask of him? his freshman year. And that's where it's important for guys like Keyes and Carter and even a Quintrell Jamison Travis to, you know, what what are you getting from them on the interior and how many snaps do you need your starters to play and how much quality depth behind them? Like, do you, how many plays a game do you need those guys to be able to give you? Yeah. Yeah, Jamison Travis, they, they relied on him a lot in the bowl game and mm-hmm. he had a few plays there where he looked like he was ready to contribute and you got to think, with another offseason for him. Because I think he was, if I remember correctly, he was, it, it took him a while to get on campus. I don't even think he was a summer enrollee. I think he came right. like in the fall. So, you know, that, that takes time. We've talked about the importance of spring and, and how that's going to be beneficial to some of these players that weren't here for spring a year ago at Auburn. So, obviously missing out all of summer too, that's, that's tough. And moving from the JUCO ranks to the SEC is brutal. So, He's another guy that, that could take a step forward, no question. What are you most sure of and what are you least sure of? I mean, we call those names out. To me, there are bodies there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, aside from Jason, who has been a, you know, he's he's been a, a steady kind of rock. A fringe starter. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got bodies, but you don't have a lot of proven experience on this t- with guys on this team in this defense. Yeah, and we haven't mentioned the best player, Keldrick Falk, who will start at yeah. defensive end, you have to assume, unless right. unless they scoot him inside because they can't take Amaris off the field, which might be the best-case scenario for spring. We could talk about that on another show. But, I mean, I guess the surefire things are, are Keldrick Falk being the guy, Jason Jones being what he's been at Auburn the last three seasons, and I think our last two seasons. And then... um. I'm high on Trill Carter. I think Trill Carter can be a player in the mm-hmm. SEC. So you sort of like that first line then a, a pretty good bit. You're, I you're like really it sure for, of the depth behind him. Yeah, I like it on first down. I don't like this defensive line on, in passing situations. I, I don't know where the pass rush is going to come from. Yeah. Because, I mean, you if you told me, hey, Keldrick Falk is going to take this massive step forward like we all are expecting him to. Well, okay. Yeah, then then I think we're going to be all right. But I do think if you um that's just a lot to put on a dude. That's just yeah. a lot to put on a kid. But we have seen historically these elite pass rushers in the SEC take a big step forward from year 1 to year 2, which sure. is which is totally fine. I mean, the best of the best have done that. These former five stars that come in, they're okay mm-hmm. as true freshmen, and then they take big steps forward. And, and I think Keldrick can certainly, certainly do that. Can he be as good of a pass rusher this year as Marcus Harris was a year ago? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But if he can, if you tell me like to go into it with that assumption that he can, I do feel a lot better about this because we finally got a healthy McLeod. But then the guys behind McLeod, are going to be first-year pass rushers like Jamonta mm-hmm. Waller and Joe Phillips. And so um, can you I get like, from them the same thing you got from Keldrick Falk last no, year? I don't think you can. Okay. 
I don't think you can. And, I, and to me, that's why that second spring portal, I think they'll get another pass rusher. I think they have to. Okay. Let's continue that discussion. You mentioned the defensive end. Yeah, Keldrick Falk, Amaris Williams. Does TJ Lindsay move inside? Does he stay outside? Yeah. Um, the, the jack position, you know, Auburn has Jalen McLeod and Jamonte Waller. Brenton Williams is a redshirt guy from, from Opelika. Mm -hmm. That's really like specifically at the jack position. That's what's listed right now on the official Auburn roster. So now, you know, you have guys maybe that haven't uh, gotten here yet, or do you take a linebacker and try to beef him up and move him into that role? And does it depend on the situation? If it's a clear pass rush type, you know, third down situation where you need a little extra pass rush, mm -hmm. is that where you move Falk to the inside and you move, you know, somebody else that uh, got a little more speed and explosiveness? And, and and I think that's where like a Cam Riley could have been really big. Yeah. Um. How do they use Joe Phillips? Yeah. Let's come in because originally it kind of seemed like the buzz around him was that he was going to be a Jack and now folks have him listed as just a linebacker. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what do they do with him? But I, still I, like day I can't one wait to see him. I know this is a little man, six two two forty, and just now hitting the college weight room with his mentality. Can't wait to see what they do with him. Yeah, no, he's a he's a show up early for work kind of guy. Yeah. Last to leave. I mean, he's he's what you want in a player for sure. So, yeah, that Jack linebacker position. I love the guys that are there. They're either just young or there's not as much, many guys as there should be. Mm -hmm. um, so, can you go out and get one more? Can you get a Jalen McLeod like you did a year ago? And yeah. to me, that's going to be. One of the the larger stories in the second transfer window. I think you need that. And yeah. I think, fortunately, I think pass rusher is a position where, like, if you miss spring and stay healthy, you're okay. Um, because you're not asking to do anything, like, crazy. So yeah. um, just pin your ears back and go on third and long. I, I think Auburn needs another guy like that. Yeah, no, you very well. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I, I think the 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 theme, the common thing is the theme is the bodies, for the most part, are there. For the most part, maybe you need something that, else at the jack, or we'll see what they do if you know if, if any guys are hybrid guys, linebacker jack, but especially with the interior guys and and maybe even the uh, the the ends, you've got bodies. You don't have a lot that's proven, and. You know, we, you won't. That's the thing. That'll just have to remain up in the air unless you add some guys with a ton of experience in production um, mm -hmm. or until the game start and you see right. what you get. So uh, that won't change a whole lot between now and the start of the season. Right. All right. right. Zach, we're nine days away from Valentine's Day. You want to hear a fun fact? Yeah. My wife's birthday is Valentine's really? Day. So do you double up? We ignore it. We ignore Valentine's Day altogether. Really? That's fascinating. It's clutch. Actually. All right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, um, listen, our friends at Manscaped, they have the secret weapon for your Valentine's Day celebration. Ooh. Well, I guess they have another secret weapon for your Valentine's Day celebration. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code VICE. There you go. You got it. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping when you use 
the promo code VICE, V-I-C-E. And I'm just going to go for broke today. You got to go for the new performance package 5.0 Ultra. This package includes the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the electric trimmer with the skin safe technology. It guards your V-Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. But you know what? It's got more than that, too. It's got the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose hair trimmer. Mm-hmm. It's got Manscaped's liquid formulations, plus two free goodies, the Shed Travel Bag and the Boxers 2.0. And for a happy ending, there's also the Manscaped Refined Cologne. It is the Valentine's Day touch to your grooming routine. Elevate your grooming routine. Set the stage for a uh, romantically smooth celebration. When you go to wow. manscaped.com, use promo code VICE and get 20% off and free shipping. Yeah. You want as little friction as possible. On Valentine's Day. Right. Nobody wants friction in their in their day. You know, you got a lot of a lot of things to do. That's right. That's All right. right. Uh speaking of a lot of things to do, it's a very busy week for Auburn basketball. Huge game. I don't know. I mean, there have been some big games around here. Okay. Uh, especially the last five, six years. Big games. Sure. Right. I don't know of a lot that are bigger than Wednesday night's game against Alabama. You can't win the league if you don't win Wednesday night, in my opinion. Uh, And Auburn comes in with some momentum because the Tigers really played well in the second half and came away with a much-needed, answered some questions, Zach, in a road win at Ole Miss Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that second half was was elite. Elite. You haven't seen many second halves like that with what they did at Ole Miss. Scored 56 points. Yeah. Insane. Insane. And so... Um, like, like some of the players said afterwards, as soon as the game ended, they turned their, I'm sure they enjoyed it for a few minutes, but they turned their focus to Wednesday and they said it's personal Wednesday night's personal for these tigers and they don't want to get swept by Alabama again, like they did a year ago. And Auburn's expected to win Auburn's favorited to win whatever metric you look at. Auburn is expected to win. So they've got to go and do it. They were in a prime situation to win in Tuscaloosa. And they kind of let it slip away. Auburn still hasn't won a close game yet. But the way that they're playing at home, yeah. it may not be a close game on Wednesday. It just really depends on which Auburn Tigers team shows up, Brad. No, and so they haven't won the close game. But that game Saturday could have been close if they hadn't played so dang well over sure. the final 10 minutes or so of that game. That was the thing. That was one of the questions I thought that got answered because the other two road games that they lost, they came back from deficits, they grabbed a lead and then they immediately gave it up and couldn't answer again. Yeah. In this in this game they answered, they got the lead, they went back and forth for about 10 points and then they punched again and Ole Miss was the one that couldn't answer back. So right. that question has been answered and I loved you mentioned saying it's personal. You could argue that Janai Broom had perhaps his best overall game of the season. 15 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 turnover, 3 blocks. You could argue it was his best game. Sure. And immediately afterwards, he said, no, Wednesday, it's personal. He gave a two-word answer. That was it. He didn't stop to bask in celebrating perhaps his most complete game of the year. His mm-hmm. attention immediately turned to Wednesday. That's a good that ought to make every Auburn fan watching very excited. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. So my question for the Wednesday broadcast, will mm-hmm. it start with Peyton Thorne on the broadcast? 
<laughs> God, I hope not. It's a basketball game. Well, they Maybe. had Jaden Milrow on yeah. to start the first one. So, well, or Jalen Milrow, excuse me. Like, that was just so ridiculous, man. Well, that's that's what they're identified by over there. They're a football school. They're a football school. Mm -hmm. Auburn's an everything school. It's a really big water bottle. Thanks for noticing. It's hard to hard to imagine you ever being thirsty. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> yep. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. No, I think Auburn wins on Wednesday. What are your thoughts? I think so too. Are we doing a show before Wednesday to, to before the game to break it down? Maybe. We might do another one. We'll break the game down in more uh, depth. Or we may come back Thursday and review it. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, how big is this week, though? I mean, because as soon as Auburn beat Ole Miss, you were looking at it, and you knew either Kentucky or Tennessee were going to get a loss, which yeah. obviously was Kentucky at this point. But now you just look at Alabama on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You go to Gainesville to play Florida, a place where Auburn has not won in a long time. Yeah. And then you host a red-hot South Carolina team next Wednesday at 7.30. And if you could somehow win these games, like you lock in, essentially lock in a top four seed, giving you a double buy in the SEC tournament. Yeah. And with the way yeah. Kentucky's playing after that, I mean, these next few games are just are yeah. massive. They're massive. If you win yeah. these four games, like you probably, you probably win the conference. Uh, Tennessee's next game, I think, is at home against LSU. They're probably going to win that. They had a midweek uh, bye, an open date. Auburn's going to have one of those coming up in a couple of weeks. So mm -hmm. just the way the schedule laid out without the SEC Big 12 challenge in the middle of the conference calendar this year. I Got say it. that to say Tennessee's going to be 7-2 and two if they win that game. That means that your mid-conference records would be Alabama 8-1, and one, Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina, all seven and two, and you still play South Carolina and Tennessee, and you got the game Wednesday night. So I know those aren't the, the next three in order, but they're all right there. You have mm -hmm. every opportunity in front of you, but you really got to win Wednesday. If you're Wednesday, then both Auburn and Alabama are eight and two. If not, they've got a two-game lead over you, and then they've still got games, I guess, against um, – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Alabama's schedule is. If they've got return games against sure. Tennessee, or you know, I know they go to Kentucky at one point, but I don't know. I don't know their schedule. Their schedule is their schedule. Yeah, but you got a huge stretch here. You yeah, got a huge stretch, and then you know you go to Athens, take on Georgia after that. Like I feel good about that one. But I do too. Watching them kind of blow a couple of second half leads their last two games. I haven't watched a lot of Georgia, but every time I have, they've just been okay. Mm -hmm. but it's in Athens, so you never know. You never know what's going to happen when this Auburn team goes on the road. Then you go to Tennessee, which is brutal. Then you host Mississippi State. You know they're going to want that one badly. Um, Missouri, you go on the road to Missouri. Missouri stinks. Mm -hmm. And then you finish it with a home game against Georgia. So, I mean, these next four or five games are crucial. I know Bruce crucial. says that it's his phrase, not mine, but you're in position to be in position. And really, when you get to the first week of March Eve – that's, I mean, that's what you're asking for. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Brad, I think that about does it for today's show. Yes, it does. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Mm -hmm.